Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 78, and we're here in my apartment on the Upper East Side. How are you doing? I miss talking to all of you. I just got home. I did a couple of shows tonight. One at the Comic Strip on the Upper East Side. It's a great club. Uh, and then the other one, um, my friend Sheba Mason, she's uh, Jackie Mason, the famous uh, Jewish Borscht Belt comic. She has a room um, at a place called Three Monkeys. Um, and it, she does it every night. She's so dedicated to this room, so I go up there a lot. It's a bar, but there's an outdoor roof, uh, private area, and she gets, honestly, amazing comics. Uh, all the comics from the Comedy Cellar, they're always going there doing stuff. So anyway, I did the comic strip, I did Sheba's Room, and I feel great. <clears throat> Fact of the day, two billion birthday cards are sent every year in the USA. Do you know why I'm telling you that fact? Because it's my birthday this weekend. <laughs> I know, like, who gives a freaking shit about your birthday after you have kids, right? Isn't that something? You know, you really just get ripped off. I mean, it, I was telling this to my boyfriend, as you know, who does not have kids. I said, I told him, I said, I'm like, baby doll. I'm like, honestly, like, when you have kids, birthdays don't really matter. Holidays don't really matter. Like, it's all about your kids. In fact, I went up to Spanish Harlem El Barrio, uh, the other day, and I was buying them, like, little crayons and, I don't know, frozen coloring books and some keychains for their backpacks but to give them on my birthday because it's like, I don't know. They make my life so much better. That's the only gift I need. Don't get me wrong. I'd love a diamond tennis bracelet, um, you know, and lots of things like that. But for the sake of being a normal person, they're the only things I need. But, it, you know, it's like... I don't know. I, I <clears throat> While I'm saying that birthdays don't matter, one of my girlfriends said to me that um, that's ridiculous. And she said, yes, the holidays, Easter and Christmas and every, you know, even the little holiday, St. Patrick's Day, it, that's all about the kids. But you, as the mother, you get that one day or two days, Mother's Day, your birthday, and I should enjoy it. And, you know, I, um, I mean, I guess she's right. But when you're divorced also, if you're divorced and listening to this, I mean, you know, it's it's difficult because it's not like you have a husband to make a giant fuss over your birthday, a husband that's going to, you know, uh, have the kids make all these cards or do all these like adorable things for for you. You know, it, it, you're, you're kind of on your own. I mean, yes, I have a boyfriend, but that's not, uh, that, it's, it's completely different. It's completely different. Um, so uh, we are going to Atlantic City just for an overnight. Um, and then, you know, on the actual day, I'm going to spend it with my daughters and, um, you know, go out to dinner somewhere and have a cake and I have little gifts for them. And, and, and it'll be nice. It'll be nice. It's not it's not the big four zero. Um, that's not the birthday that I'm celebrating this year, uh, but I feel like I'm pushing 40, and I'm a little depressed about it. Let me tell you, I really wasn't planning on talking about this, but I always wanted to have three kids, okay? I have two, obviously, as you know, and it's like I never really thought, I just always thought I was going to have three kids, and I never really thought, like, I'm, I'm not going to have, air quotes, enough time, or, or I should say, I never thought I'm going to run out of time um, I, I just never thought like that. I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm going to have a third baby one day. I would love to. Um, that, you know, that was always like sort of my plan. And obviously life doesn't go according to the plan as I got divorced. But I still do like yearn for that 
third baby. And, you know, at my age, not that I can't do it. I mean, in Manhattan, most women are having their first babies when they're, you know, 42, 43. Whether that's defying science, that's just how it goes here. All of my daughter's... um, all of my daughter's friends. I am by far the youngest mother uh, in in the group. Like most of the mothers, they're at least, you know, eight, seven, eight, ten years older than me. So anyway, I'm not saying, oh, I feel like I'm getting old to have another baby, but it's just, you know, if you're a woman and listening to this, or if you're a guy and listening to this, you know, it's like, I've already done the diapers. I already did, you know, the preschool, the nursery, the mommy and me yogas and all that stuff. And I love, I love the idea of going back and doing it again, but I think that logistically it probably would be hard with my daughters at the ages that they currently are. So, um, you know, and, and that's only going to get increased, right? As time goes on. Also my boyfriend, he's older. I love him. Um, but he's older and, uh, you know, he doesn't have kids, but, but my ex-husband is such an active dad. He was so hands-on when they were babies. He's still ridiculously active. So, you know, um, I would need that same situation. Anyway, rant over. I, 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 you know what someone told me speaking though of birthdays is they're like, Oh, is it your golden birthday? I said, what the hell's a golden birthday? I don't, I didn't know that that was a thing. A golden birthday is apparently when you turn the age on the day. Um, I'm like, no, it's not my golden birthday. My golden birthday was like, I don't even know, like, like 12 years ago. No. And I missed the memo. Nobody told me about that. What, what was I getting on my golden birthday? Gold jewelry didn't happen. Extra lux didn't, <laughs> didn't happen. I thought about, usually every year I buy myself a little something for my birthday. I thought about what I want and I usually buy something, you know, fancy for myself. I, I, I treat myself to something really nice, but this year, again, I don't know, maybe I'm just really overwhelmed with the kids back in school and school being on and my full-time schedule and stand-up. I do all that. I don't know. I ha- I, I haven't thought of really, I don't know. I, I, it's not just really my priority, I guess. What I, what I did write down, I'm looking at a little post-it note that I put on my fridge. Um, I do want an indoor herb garden. Is that silly? I want that. I, you know how many times I'm trying to grow herbs in this goddamn apartment and I can't even grow a freaking mini cherry tomato plant? I mean, my apartment's not that sunny. But I, I think I want to get one of these hydroponic gardens. I think I'm going to get that. I'm also taking myself to the spa. I was going to, um, tomorrow, I was going to go to, uh, I really wanted to go to the Shibui Spa. I don't know if you've ever been here. If you are in New York, if you're planning to come to New York, it's like ridiculously extravagant, but it's fabulous. In the Greenwich Hotel in Tribeca, that's Robert De Niro's place, there's a Japanese spa. It's called the Shibui Spa, and it's amazing. It's just like very zen. They have beautiful pools. It's it's great. It's amazing. I, of course, I tried to make an appointment today, and they're like, oh, we take appointments a month in advance. It's like, you want to know why? I don't even need to come to your spa. Anyway, but I'm going to the Great Jones Spa, which I've been to a bunch of times, But um, and it's really nice. It's down on Great Jones Street in uh, NoHo, so... That's my treats. That's what I'm doing. 
I keep mentioning, I think the last podcast I mentioned it too. I do have this show out in Philly, um, in Royersford, Pennsylvania. That's, I don't know, like 20 miles outside of Philadelphia. But it's at Soul Joel's Comedy Club. I would love if you told any of your friends in that area, South Jersey, Philly. I would love if you told your friends to come out and see me. Or, of course, if you're there to come see. Um, it's going to be great. I just booked the rest of the acts. It's myself. Wally Collins, who's hilarious. Um, he has been all over the place on Comedy Central, Netflix, The Late Show, and also really funny comic Troy Bond. He wrote a television show called Pilot, a uh, television pilot called Wise Guys, and, I, uh, and I'm in it. And he's just a really, really funny uh, comic and host, so he'll be hosting the show. So if you're there, come on out. And the only other stand-up-related thing I'm going to say is that I'm also going to be in L.A. at the end of November. So, again, if you're in L.A., I'm going to post my schedule uh, when I get it, but that'll be super fun. It's going to be cool for me as a New York comic to go out to L.A. I've been out to L.A. and did comedy before the pandemic, um, before the closures, but it is going to be a great experience because L.A. comics are very different than us New York comics. L.A. comics, a lot of them, they're comedians. They're actors. Maybe they're doing pottery on the side. They're yoga teachers and they're waiters, you know, at the, the local bar. Like, you know, whereas in New York, and, and maybe they're doing like one or two spots a week or something. In New York, where you're, we are comics. There's stand-up com- People come to Manhattan to get great at stand-up comedy because there's a grind. There's multiple shows going on. Every night, there's lots of clubs. You can get around the city really fast, um, you know, and, and people are serious here. They get good here. And then we're not also spreading ourselves too thin between running two auditions for a side commercial and trying to also be a comic, you know what I'm saying? So I want to tell you something that I read, dying to get your opinion. So I, you know, I read the New York Times, and I, that's like a little luxury I have. I have the subscription to the Weekend Times. I love it, <clears throat> and I've loved it for years. And every uh, Sunday in the New York Times, they the, the New York Times magazine is there, and there's a column that I love, and it's called The Ethicist. And basically, it's like a glorified Dear Abby, maybe a smarter Dear Abby. And I'm not knocking Dear Abby. I love Dear Abby. But... Um, it's it's basically uh, people write in to this guy, Kwame. I think his name is uh, Kwame Anthony Apaya. That's his name. And people write in to him. I think he's a, some, a doctor, PhD, something like that. People write in to him and they ask him, you know, etiquette questions or ethical questions, I guess, because it's called the ethicist. And, uh, you know, and he writes back. And there was a question this weekend that, I and I usually agree with his advice. I did not agree with his advice. So the question is my colleague is secretly holding two full-time jobs. Should I expose her? And the girl and basically the girl who wrote the wrote in to, to Kwame said that there was a position open. She's working for this company and there's a there's been a position opened and she recommended one of her friends cuz she's perfect for the job she has the skill set she's competent the whole thing and they she did the friend did the interview they loved her they hired her and then the friend started working at this company and everybody's remote by the way right now i think they said the company's in like health tech or something like that so this friend starts working at the company and the friend mentions to the girl the girl who wrote in that 
she has another full-time job. And don't worry, she can handle it because with working remote and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now here's the thing. The ethicist wrote back. And she, she the, the, the writing little girl, obviously, the one who wrote in, says she wants to rat her friends out. Ridiculous, in my opinion. Absolutely. It's not any effing business. But so Kwame, he's answering this thing, a very lengthy answer, and he says it's outrageous and she should not have two jobs and, and, and you know, you need to protect yourself. You recommended her for the job. If they find out that she has two jobs, this is a reflection on you. And he goes on and on and on. And um, and he's also mentions there's reputational risk. You know, the fact that you're being, you're, you are also associated with somebody that's doing something um, duplicitous is going to ruin your reputation. And so he said, not only should you tell the boss you know, whoever, the department head, that this girl has two jobs and she's, you know, being a weasel. But they said you also, he also, you you don't even have to feel obligated to tell her. Because I think the friend at one point said, listen, I think you should tell the boss about the job. And I think the friend said, no, no. Anyway, what do you think about this? What do you think? Because, because let me tell you something. What I think, I think, I think that this girl who wrote the article in should mind her own effing business. Okay, see, this is the thing. I feel like a lot of you, we're Italian, we come from similar backgrounds. You see, us Italian people, we talk, we like to chit-chat, you know, cacchione, the whole thing. But you know what? We also realize the importance of keeping things quiet and just keeping to yourself. If I, at my current job, recommended one of my friends to get the, a, a job at the place... And I sung her praises and hand, put the resume in the boss's hands. And if she got that job, great. I'd be so happy. But if she turns around and she tells me that she has another job, I might say to her, look, that's not cool. Because now we all know when you apply for a job, you get a job, they say you have to legally disclose if you are having any other job, you know, at a corporation. So, so you know, I would maybe say to my friend, listen, like, that's not cool. Like, what, did you lie on the on your app, job application? Would you lie during the interview? Like, that that's not a cool thing. But that's where I would stop. I would stop there. It is none of my business to get involved. Because you know what? If this girl was such a good friend of mine, I would know that she was maybe duplicitous in all the areas of her life. You know? And, and you know what? You also don't know. Here's the thing that bothers me. That this Kwame didn't even bother to touch. You don't know what people are going through. Okay? For all he knows, and for all this girl writing in, this one with the two jobs could be really struggling to make ends meet. You never know. It's COVID times. She 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 could be underwater. She have she have debt. You have no idea. And if and yes, again, it's it's not it's a lie. It's unethical, aka the ethicist. But I got news for you, the ethicist. You know what? I think you should also tell people that they should just keep to themselves because you just never know how bad something could be for somebody else. And by the way, and by the way, to the girl that does have two jobs, you're a fucking idiot, honestly, because why are you even going around parading that information? What, like you want people to know that you have two salaries? What, does that make you feel good? Like you're lying. You're lying on your your things. You you know, you're probably going to have to answer some questions at the end of the year to your accountant as to why you have two full-time corporate jobs and probably signed employee handbooks, all kinds of nonsense. But I just didn't agree with that advice. I was kind of disappointed. Um, I found the advice to be really insensitive. Um, So I'm curious to know what you think. But that's my 
two cents on it. You know what happened to me yesterday? Let me tell you. I went on the Upper West Side to go to Home Goods because I need to get some more fall decorations, which, by the way, that place is like freaking barren land. I couldn't even find any Ray Dunn in there. I mean, it's like, you know, in Manhattan, everything's so damn expensive, as you know. So when you go hit up a place like Home Goods, it's ransacked. The, 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 the first day they get shipment, everything's gone. It's literally empty shelves. You thought that the toilet paper, the paper towel shortage was enough? You've never seen Manhattan Home Goods. Okay, let me tell you. So I, I, I wanted to go get some fall decorations, not because I want to ship my house up with all little signs and bowls and tchotchkes that are going to break and chip that are all made in China. Nothing against China, but we know sometimes it's not the most quality in terms of lasting. So um, anyway, when it costs, you know, 50 cents. So um, I went into home goods. It was very, it's very important to me to decorate for the holidays, because I grew up in a house, my mom decorated for everything, not over crazy decorated, but decorated for everything, decorated enough to make me know that we're going to make a big deal out of this holiday, you know, and I really grew up with holidays and celebrations being a big deal. My ex-husband, British, they don't, they don't make a big deal. I mean, I would be surprised if this guy had a pumpkin in his house. My babysitters, Jehovah, they don't celebrate. And then I got a boyfriend who, I don't even know. He doesn't get excited about anything. So uh, maybe I'm picking these people. It's, maybe I should be talking to my shrink about this. But um, but they didn't have anything fine. So after Home Goods, I went down a few stores to Whole Foods to get some little mums or something I could put in the window. Fine, cute. Well, I'm standing at the register at Whole Foods. I did a little video on this. I'm standing at register at Whole Foods. And, uh, you know, they have uh, the, the, the multiple lines. It's my turn to go next to pay. There's 25 registers all open, all the register, you know, the cashiers, they see what's going on. And all of a sudden, this big, tall man in kind of shabby clothes starts stamping all about, flailing his arms, screaming, slurring his speech. He wasn't drunk. He was, like, you know, mentally unwell. And he and, and and on either side of me, you know, I'm standing where the magazine racks are. On either side of me are these big, tall canisters, uh, displays of hand wipes, sanitizer wipes, you know, like big canisters of them on top of the magazine racks. And he takes his arm and he just does and knocks them all down. It goes into my wagon. The cans hit me. It scared the absolute life out of me. I jumped. I didn't even know what to do. It was like I immediately froze. And then the guy, he stamped away, you know, screaming, yelling. And and there was mess everywhere. My The plants and my wagon were all fucked up. So anyway, I um, he goes away. And, and then he comes right back. Three minutes later, does it again on the other side. Not one cashier says anything. Not one, no one came over and said, you know, are you okay to me? But there's security at the door. I saw security at the sliding door. How are these people not doing anything? I think everybody is just so scared to make a move, especially in Manhattan. So scared to make a move. It's like cops, they don't want to do their jobs. Uh, it's like the work employees and stores and stuff don't want to work because, I don't know, maybe they feel like they're getting a short end of a stick. They're not working home. They're not working from home. I don't know what it is. People are struggling. People are desperate. The homeless population is just outrageous in this city, outrageous right now. And it's really scary. It's really scary. This was um, right at the evening, right after work, right right in the evening, early evening. It was bright daylight out at, you know, 5 
fifteen or five thirty or something, and I, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, uh, when you're in these situations, um, they, um, by the way, I'm walking. I'm taking you with me. I'm walking to my fridge to get a seltzer because I didn't set one up. Um, I, I, uh, isn't technology amazing? I mean, I'm doing a podcast. You're listening in your car or, you know, your home, and I'm just walking around my computer, (laughs) going in the fridge. Um, But, you know, anyway... I see, now I lost my train of thought. This is what I'm talking about, having a kid. I'm pushing 40. I can't even remember what the hell I'm saying. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, really, it's just really scary times. Uh, I told my ex-husband what happened. He was very sweet. He was like, you know, you could call me at any time. You know, da da But it really just makes you think, you know, when these... Um, when you get into altercations with somebody, you know, you're like, oh, I wish I said that. Or like, oh, I would have handled that differently. You know, job interview's over. And you're like, I should have told them that. I should have told them I did that habits half the humanity. In that moment, I didn't know how to react. I was just so startled. You know, this big, giant, you know, kind of scary man just flung, you know, 60 canisters of wipes in on me and my wagon and all over the floor everywhere. I didn't know what to do, but what would I do even if I was to react? Because you're dealing with somebody that's unstable, you know? I don't know. It's scary times. I don't know if I told you this a few weeks ago. There's a comic um, who I've met her a few times. She's a very sweet girl. She was walking home after a show at uh, midnight or like after midnight uh, all the way up on the up, up, west, up west side, I think like Hamilton Heights, and she was attacked from behind. Um, she's okay, but basically she was, you know, and this is, you know, keep, keep your eyes open. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you know this, of course, but it was a big reminder for me. Uh, she was on her phone, walking on her phone. I think keeping her head down. She might've had her headphones in. Somebody came behind her. Can you imagine how fucking scary this is? Came up behind her, put that her in a headlock. And she literally like took her thumb and put it in his eyeballs and wrestled him and started screaming and yelling, biting him. And then he he got away. And she posted on her Facebook. That's how I know about it. You know, and I, I wrote to her, oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I hope you're okay. I thanked her for, for, for just giving everybody a freaking reminder because we do walk around on our phones all the time. We do walk around with our headphones on and, uh, you know, it, I don't, you know, knock on wood. Or I don't even have any wood around here. Where's the wood around here? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really do that at night, but I, do, but I do look at my phone sometimes when I'm walking at night, and that's really dangerous. Anywho, mm. so um, speaking of danger, I'm home the other night, a rare night of being home without kids. Because let me say, when my kids are home. I am home. Sometimes I go out and I'm doing spots when they after they go to sleep, and my babysitter will stay. But uh, when they're not home, I am out doing stand up because that's you know my time. So <coughs> the other day, I'm home. I put on the television and uh, I see the show on Netflix. I totally recommend about a wife killer because you know that's what we like to watch. <clears throat> crime shows. And um, what better thing to watch when you're home alone at 11 p.m. 
uh, and have nothing else to do. Um, I could have watched a beautiful romantic story or, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe even a comedy special. But you know what? Nah, screw it. I want to hear about murder. A wife murdering her husband. It's a Netflix true crime show about this woman, Brazilian woman, Aliza Matsunaga. And um, it's insane. Like, I don't even, I'm not telling you the story. You just have to watch it. It's insane. Just go into Netflix and type in Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A. It should come up. Matsunaga. She married um, the heir to a Japanese food company. And uh, and she killed her husband. And the whole uh, show is about her talking about the crime, why she did it, how she did it. And then it's also hearing from the lawyers, his lawyers, you know, her deceased husband's lawyers, uh, his family's lawyers, kind of poking, uh, showing the holes and flaws in her story. But the thing is, the reason why I thought it was so good is because you would never, ever believe that this woman was capable of this. I'm telling you right now, this girl, look, I, like, look, you got to watch the show, but this woman, she literally looks like someone you would see at the soccer field, you know, playing, you know, at the kids' soccer game. This is somebody you'd have a cup of coffee with. She looks so normal. And, you know, it's funny because there's like some of these killers like Ted Bundy, and he's very, uh, you know, buttoned up and suited up and everything's so pristine and he's a handsome guy. And there, there's like... <clears throat> It's almost like it's he, he. There's an eerie. There's an eeriness to him, right? Like, like you know, like or he like looks a little. This girl, she. There's nothing that's strange about her, even the way she talks. It's she talks in a really soft voice, but not like in a creepy soft voice like that. Like I just sounds like a Chucky doll. Like not like a Chucky doll. Like she sounds like a normal girl, um, in a soft voice. And and even how she's sitting, you know, in the courtroom, you see her sitting, and she's just sort of like perched in a chair, um, not dramatic, and she's telling the story so matter of fact, like. But has a but in but but in an emotional way, you know. Some people talk very matter of fact. You're like, do you are you hollow on the inside? But it it's just I just found the show. I honestly found the show riveting. I feel like that's like I feel like I like to only use that road that, that sorry that that um, term for like Broadway shows, but like a really great one. But this this was this this was good. This I'm, I'm, I got to be honest with you. Anyway. Oh, life, just life. This girl, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. I just can't tell you the story. But she had everything she could have wanted. I mean, like, she didn't work, the husband, billionaire. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, And I could tell you this part. He cheated on her. So, you know, that, like, apparently, that's what she said sparked it. You know what? Let him cheat. Just let him cheat. Go. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Just, just go. You know what you should do? Go on a, a, a go on a your super yacht. Go around the world on your super yacht while your husband's cheating. I know. I mean, like, do I have a jaded view on things? Does that sound terrible? Is that? Ter- I'm just like, but you know what you should do? You know what you should do instead of that? You should murder him. That's what you should. I mean, get, get the hell out of here. Anyway, I have this book that I've been looking at, and it's my product of the week. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up to, to get it because I, I want to give you the author. I know the name of it, but I want to give you the author. It was a, a New York Times bestseller. It's such a nice gift um, for the Christmas for somebody, like a girlfriend, 
uh, that were uh, that's working, someone that got a promotion, or your daughter, you know, somebody, you know, whatever. It's it's the book is called In the Company of Women of In the Company of Women, and it's inspiration and advice from over a hundred women, whether they're big executives in in jobs, uh, you know, corporations or entrepreneurs, or they're artists or they're actors, whatever. It's a compilation. It's a hardcover book, and it's by a, a girl by the name of Grace Bonnie, B-O-N-N-E-Y. Check it out online. I, I have it. Let me tell you why I love it. It's First of all, it's a great coffee table book. It's a, not a huge book, but it's a great hardcover coffee table book. The other thing is that it's regular girls. Like, all these girls are at the top of their game. Don't get me wrong. Who's, you know, a fashion designer? Uh, you know, who's who owns, the, uh, you know, a yoga studio in Brooklyn? But it's not like fashion. It's not like Diane von Furstenberg is in the book. You know, it's not like the founder of some giant conglomerate of a yoga studio. It's, it's, it's real women that could be your friends, your neighbors, whatever. And I just love it. <clears throat> I love it. And, you know... The reason why I pulled it out of my bookshelf, because I got it a few years ago, is because I, uh, I'm doing a couple of, I had a couple of opportunities for interviews recently, which were really nice. They're not published yet. When they, when they are published, I'll share them with you. But um, they're called, both of them have the similar beat. It, it's called uh, From Corporate to Comedy. And they are like w- women's websites. And, you know, a couple of them, they reached out to me and they asked me to do, you know, to, to talk about this. And, um... Of course, I was more than happy to. I've always mentored girls, younger girls. Um, I always was a big proponent of interns and people moving up. And even you guys. I mean, I know some of you, you reach out to me and ask me questions um, and and that kind of stuff about jobs and uh, and career. And I, I, I really, really am very passionate about women in business or in whatever whatever vocation, whatever path they are. I'm very passionate about successful women, no matter your age, your color, your socioeconomic status. Um, I, I really am. So anyway, this is a great book, and that's my product of the week. It's not a sexy product, but that's it. The other product that I want to mention today, I don't know if you tried this. I'm, I, I'm desperate. I'm, I was desperate for new sheets, bedding, new bedding. And um, I wanted like something like not crazy expensive, and I have I like cuddle down, you know. I think I talked about that a couple weeks ago, but I just bought. I'll let you know how it is. Parachute, you know, parachute. So there's Brooklinen online, you know, a sheet company, and then um, and then Parachute, and they compete against each other. And Brooklinen has like thousands, tens of thousands of reviews. People love it. But the colors are, both companies are, are very well reviewed, but the colors on uh, both of them are limited. You know, you're not getting those like dizzy florals or whatever the hell they call them or, or some, some sort of regal look. You know, it's more modern. It's like plain white, slate gray, whatever. But uh, Parachute made this sheets, uh, a set in like a clay color. And it kind of goes with my bedroom because my bedroom, I have like an old lady bedroom. If you came over, you'd be like, what the, what the hell? How? You'd be like, how old is this girl? I got, I, in my bedroom, I have wall-to-wall cream carpeting. And I have cream walls and um, and floral curtains with tassels because I think everything is better with tassels. And so um, I, I wanted this like kind of clay, uh, dusty rose color sheets 
Although I really only like to sleep in cool colors, but don't get me started on color theory. I have big opinions about that. <laughs> so anyway, I, I've tried the parachute sheets. They just, they literally just got here. I mean, that's probably why I'm telling you. They just arrived. I didn't even get to wash them yet, but I'm excited. And by the way, that's a birthday luxury, getting to put brand new fresh sheets on the bed. Thank you. So that's really it for the Elise DeLucci show today. I am um, just busy. I'm busy, busy, busy. I'm busy with all of my kids' back-to-school stuff and their activities and the stand-up and the whole thing. But you know what? I'll sleep when I'm dead. How about that? Quote of the week is from De La Vega. He's an artist in New York, and he does all the graffiti art and chalk art all over the streets. And he has this quote that I love, and it I have I have it around my house in a couple different places. And it's uh, this moment is more precious than you think. By De La Vega, and I um I like that quote because it, every time I read it, it just automatically pushes me into the present moment and makes me like sort of almost take a breath, not to sound corny, but like take a little breath and be like, oh, okay. Like this is, this is life. Like this is the journey. It's the journey. There's no destinations. It's the journey. So anyway, that's all I got for you today. I love talking to you. Keep me posted on everything. Um, and you know, as usual, send the podcast to your friends. We're doing guests. I finally figured out how to do that. I finally figured out how to get the guests on. So that's coming up. Some of my funny friends, stay tuned, stay listening. Can't wait to meet you all. Talk to you. Ciao, ciao. (laughs) 